Um, we talked about airlines after this had to do a lot of flying. Another big one, no matter what city you're in these days, is housing prices. You know, people love to talk about housing prices, but People sense right now that the winds are shifting and shifting fast with interest rates going up. And a new report from Canada's biggest bank shows this country's housing market could be heading towards its biggest and most widespread downturn in a very long time. Again, we all know how much the price of residential property soared after those early stages of the pandemic. Some of the most expensive regions of the country saw jumps of like 50% or more. We knew that wasn't sustainable, but what was going to happen? How was it going to come back down? Well, RBC now says the winds are very much blowing the other way, finding that national home prices could dip by more than 12% early next year. Unit sales could drop as much as 42%. Now, there will be regional differences, of course. It will be felt more in places where the housing market was truly scorching, such as Toronto, the exurbs around the GTA and so on, the lower mainland Vancouver. But it will be felt right across the country because we were seeing higher prices right across the country as well. But this is not a collapse, the experts. This is, in fact, could be exactly what the housing market in this country needs. Well, joining me now with more is Robert Hogue. He's the assistant chief economist at RBC, and he's the author of that very same report. Thanks for your time tonight. Well, thank you for the invitation. So this is a pretty sobering assessment of the housing market. What are the main factors driving you to this conclusion now? Well, really, uh, in essence, it is the sharp rise in interest rate that we're seeing now. I mean, in our view, it is the game changer for, for the housing market. I mean, when you look back or over the last couple of years, uh, exceptionally low interest rate were you know, a tremendous uh, tailwind for the market. And now it's, it's a, it has very quickly turned into a, a headwind. Uh, so we're expecting, and, and when you crunch the numbers, I mean, it makes a big difference when you, when you, you know, a 1% increase, for example, in, uh, in mortgage rates could represent uh, easily hundreds of dollars in some parts of, of the country per month more in mortgage payments. So clearly for folks coming into the market now, uh, they're looking at a, you know, a significantly higher bar into home ownership to clear uh relative to six months ago or a year ago uh, so so that uh, in in effect is is in our view will cool the the, the the demand in the housing market and especially in the high price markets uh, but also over time uh, with uh, the broader uh, markets ac across Canada so what kind of impact uh, are we looking at here what kind of impact have you have you predicted or at least um, forecast for the for the next while Right. For, for, for Canada overall, our view is that uh, home resale activity uh, will fall 23% this year and a further 15% next year. Uh, so that's a significant uh, drop. And when you look at it from on a go forward basis, more or less uh, a cumulative 34% uh, a drop in, in home resale activity overall in Canada with some markets, for example, in Ontario, uh, that are probably looking at, uh, at uh, larger declines than this. And with respect to prices, I mean, we focus on benchmark prices, uh, which sort of uh, uh, um, kind of uh, uh, account for the, the mix of, the, of, of sales from one month or another. And in um, our view is that overall in Canada, home prices will fall about 12% from peak to trough. And, and the bottom is, is roughly, in our view, around uh, the middle of next year. It could be a little bit earlier. It could be a little later, depending where you are in Canada. Uh, and uh, which would rank as a fairly significant uh, price decline. I mean, we've seen over the years in, price, uh, in prior uh, downturns, 
more significant declines in certain markets, but when you look at it from a national perspective, uh, this was this would rank as one of the the, the more significant uh, 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 housing corrections that we've seen over the the past uh, no many decades. How does it differ? Because I remember back, of course, to the '90s, to the '80s. I mean, we had price corrections in the past, but how does this one differ from those that people may be familiar with? Well, I mean, if you think back at those you're, you're, you're thinking about, uh, they, they, they were much more localized. Uh, typically, what we saw in the early 90s, for example, one of the, 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 the better documented one was the uh, significant uh, uh, housing uh, um, uh, uh, correction in, in the Toronto area, for example, when prices fell, well, average prices fell about 30% uh, roughly. Uh, and, and took many, many years to to uh, make that up. Uh, and so, so it was a very uh, a significant one. And you look at back in the early 80s and in uh, Vancouver as well was a, a, a major one there as well. And we saw Calgary in the 80s and, and more recently, uh, it was more stagnation in, in, uh, after 2015 in, in, um, in Calgary. So those are much more local type of um of downturns, whereas what we're looking at now is, is much more one of a, a of a more of a national scope. Even if some markets have yet to see price declines, our view is that it uh, they they will see uh, some uh, in in the coming months or in the coming year. Now, now there probably will be different degrees. Our view is that the more expensive markets are, the more sensitive to interest rates, and therefore. Are more at risk of declining more uh, in terms of, of, of prices. Uh, and so uh, our forecast as Ontario and BC recording the, the larger price declines, whereas some other markets, for example, in, in Alberta, uh, probably will see less of a price decline uh, in uh, some parts of other parts of the prairies as well, and, and possibly some parts of Atlantic Canada, because those markets are relatively more affordable uh, then uh, and we'll continue to see probably a bit uh, this kind of inflows of buyers uh, from other parts of the country that uh, really came to um, uh, uh, to prominence uh, during the, the the pandemic. You do mention and you've spoken about this already that we will see geographical differences here. Though the hottest markets, as you've said, the hottest markets, Toronto, you know, the GTA, the Lower Mainland, those are the areas where you're looking at a, at a bigger decrease. Uh, right, and 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 but I would go beyond the GTA in Ontario. Uh, so when you look back at the, throughout the the, uh, the pandemic, uh, we've seen some tremendous price increases in some of the smaller markets, uh, in the, including into you know, cottage country, the excerpts, and the, and, and so so uh, quite possibly many of those markets have gone you know, too far um, and, and and too fast. And so we are likely to see some some reversal uh, of, of that, more likely partial reversal of what we've seen over the last couple of years. Uh, so I think those plus the, some parts of the GTA are are likely to see some fairly significant price declines. Now, when you've looked at this, I know you do this as a benchmark, but are there areas where, or are there kinds of property that are not seeing the same sort of impact as others? Are there specific kinds of property that are really driving some of this uh, correction? Well, we think, it, I mean, at, at the end of the day, it'll be an affordability story. Hey, we, we still think that uh, you know, there's lots of people out there who want to become owners and, and those and, and will be reluctant 
to to abandon those those plans. Uh, the, the, it's just the reality has changed with higher interest rates and the sharp rise in prices that we've seen, especially over the last uh, couple of years. Uh, they uh, to pursue that dream, they'll need to make uh, uh, to alter their plans, so to think of different things, uh, different options. And some of those options are in the housing, the, the type of housing uh, they they can afford and they, they will uh, they will buy. Uh, so the relatively affordable options, for for example, like condos, are likely to do better in that uh, uh, in that context where they'll get you know, still. Uh, uh, a relatively stronger demand, even if demand overall kind of uh, weakens a bit. But at the same time, condos are a, a big source of uh, supply for the rental market. And and when you have ownership becoming uh, uh, unaffordable in many parts of the country, it pushes a lot more people into the rental market. So rental market, rental demand is likely to stay and even uh, grow. Uh, in in the period ahead, so it will probably attract some invest condo investors uh, trying to tap into that uh, into that demand. I'm speaking with Robert Hogue. He's the assistant chief economist at RBC and the author of a recent report uh, that basically looks uh, casts a fairly gloomy look at the Canadian housing market right now, uh, with uh, some areas exper- experiencing um, increases of 50% or more over the past few years. We'll see a correction there. Uh, national home prices could deflate by more than 12% uh, into early next year and beyond. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about perhaps why that isn't such a bad thing from an economist's point of view. Uh, we'll be back with that. My guest this half hour is Robert Hogue. He's the assistant chief economist at RBC and the author of a new report uh, looking at the state of the Canadian housing market that predicts with rising interest rates, uh, some quite significant corrections right across the country, unlike some corrections of the past uh, where they were very localized, such as in southern Ontario or in the lower mainland in British Columbia. This one uh, appears to be uh, being felt right across the country and will be with variations, obviously, depending on the market. You've also argued, though, that this is not necessarily such a bad thing, that the housing market did need to cool down. Right. And, and just to, just to, uh, going back to the comment you, you just made earlier, that it's a gloomy outlook, uh, but it's gloomy relative to where we've been uh, and which, which has been the highest, you know, the, the strongest market ever seen. And in fact, you know, the bigger concern uh, uh, not too long ago was a, a, a market that was overly hot and, and that was just getting too crazy uh, in terms of fear of missing out and those sorts of dynamics. So the fact that the market is cooling, uh, I think in, in, in many respects will be, will be a, a welcome uh, to, to have a, a market that's much more, uh, uh, um, I would say, uh, less turbulent uh, and, and that would uh, maybe... Uh, add less pressure on buyers to overextend themselves because uh, we've seen some cases of that over the uh, over the last couple of years so uh, it, it probably some short-term pain for for some some people uh, uh, absolutely but but when you look at it from a bit of a longer term perspective here this kind of cool down period is 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 uh, I think uh, in time will be seen as a welcome development something that will bring, uh, more sanity to the, the to the market, at least in some pockets of in, in in Canada, and hopefully, hopefully, it will lead to better affordability down the road. Uh, and and if that is also kind of uh, accompanied by more you know, supply coming in, uh, eventually from from very strong construction uh, levels that we're seeing right now. 
And just because often people think of sort of the subprime crisis as what what a housing correction can look like, uh, you're certainly not predicting, I mean, this is still a relatively healthy sector. You're not predicting any sort of catastrophe here. Right. And, and, and I think, uh, you know, the subprime was not a, uh, was not a, or the, the uh, 08 or 09 episode was not a correction. It was a collapse. And it was a collapse because financial markets uh, had uh, a, a effectively the, the credit had frozen uh, for a period of time. Uh, so, so we're not looking at this scenario uh, uh, of this type of scenario at all uh, here in Canada. I think it's a market that overextended itself now it's kind of with higher rates now uh, is being the trigger for a, a more now uh, a cooler level of activity and and hopefully a little bit better balance uh, coming out of this um, in the market so that in in you know in the future over the medium term we're going to see a market that's that's on on healthier uh, basis when you look at the overall Canadian economy, just how much have we been reliant on this huge growth in the price of real estate um, to drive the economy? And, and if it starts to reverse itself, what sort of broader impact might it have? Well, it is a risk. Uh, and, 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 and the housing sector uh, has been, uh, or the residential sector has been a, a significant a factor that has contributed to this, this uh, recovery. Uh, after the initial you know, pandemic shock, when no, we've had to, to shut down large parts of our, of our economy. Uh, the housing and consumer spending have, have, have been central to this, this recovery. So, of course, it, 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 it has taken a prominent place in our economy. And in fact, the biggest the housing is, is, is occupying the, its biggest share of the economy ever. Uh, and, and, and of course, you know, almost by definition, we have to, to be concerned that if it's starts to shrink quite significantly it it, it would have uh, some some broader macroeconomic implications and and it is in fact a a, a, a part of the story or part of the the reason why we think Canada's economy is going to uh, fall into a, a mild recession in 2023 uh, and and that uh, plus the fact that uh, household uh, spending is likely to uh, to contract as well so it's all part of this this large picture that are, or, or that transition that, that that we're in right now. You have mentioned that this is not going to be perhaps very long lasting. What sort of timeline are you looking for in terms of a bounce back? Do you think? Right. Well, I mean, the, the bounce back part. I mean, it's hard to uh, uh, to to peg right now. But the, but the de- declining portion, uh, the, the down cycle, in our view, is going to last until probably the first half of next year. Uh, and that will probably vary substantially across the country. And this is where we're likely to see a return to you know, quote unquote normal in the housing market, because you know, typically in a housing market, everything is local. Uh, you don't have, you have very idiosyncratic factors playing out uh, from coast to coast and in different places. And you rarely see markets being perfectly synchronized. So in that sense, what we've seen over the last couple of years is very unusual to have uh, very synchronized markets. It's just that it was, we were just talking uh, differences in degrees of, of, of heat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and I think going forward, we're going to see a, a more of a decoupling of, of markets. We're going to see some parts that are relatively resilient, uh, parts of the country that will be relatively resilient. And, and you know, we'll probably see some kind of downturn, but 
uh, not to the same degree as other parts uh, of, of the country. So, you know, probably on, like I've mentioned, Ontario and, and parts of BC uh, more likely to correct more and parts of the, the prairies, for example, likely to, to be a bit more resilient. Robert Hogue, thank you so much for your time tonight. Well, it's been my pleasure.